0: Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor Rob Schneider welcomes one of our 2021 Women in Business honorees.
1: Sophia Johnson is founder and president of ABI, a Dallas-based advertising and marketing agency. In 18 years, the firm has expanded its offices to Atlanta and Fort Worth as a lead agency in four main industries, travel, transportation, healthcare, education, and nonprofits. ABI represents clients such as UT Southwestern, DFW Airport, and Tarrant County College District. It's also frequently sought out for its effectiveness and experience in reaching diverse communities. The firm helps clients authentically connect with these audiences because it is intentionally comprised of a team that's multicultural, multilingual, multigenerational, and representing all parts of North Texas. She was also a woman in business honoree for the Dallas Business Journal in August. We're going to talk to Sophia about her firm, her work, and future opportunities she's excited about. Welcome, Sophia.
2: Thank you so much, Rob. It's great to be with you and Dallas Business Journal.
1: Sophia, tell us about ABI, how it started, and how the business is doing now.
2: Let me start with the great news. Business is great. We are very fortunate to have weathered the pandemic and actually had our best year ever in the pandemic. And 2021 is continuing with that ascent. But we started this company, I started this company 18 years ago. I had previously worked for a startup firm and it was hugely successful. And we all left there very happy about having sold the company and we were all principals. So it seemed very natural to me to start my own company. I was responsible for the brand at that previous company. So my idea was to help other companies have as successful a brand as ABI. And that's how the company started. That's why its name is Alpha Business Images, because it is the beginning of your business image. And it has evolved into what we are today
1: Talk about the lessons learned in building ABI into the ad agency as it is today. I know it was a slow change. It took some time, right? It
2: absolutely took some time because I can tell you, when you put your heart and soul into a craft, that does not mean that you sell that craft. It means that you're good or great at that craft. And so it was quite a transition for me to move from creative solutions selling creative solutions. It really took the effort of taking a sales class for a year with a company called Acuity led by Tom Neeson. It also meant reading books like The E-Myth to teach me that an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily mean that you'll do the work that you love. It may mean that you do the business of the work that you love. And so once I really turned to the idea that I have to sell the business as well as do well in the solutions that I'm providing, that's when it took a turn.
1: Great. Now, you have worked and do work with a lot of big name clients. How long does it take to develop real relationships with those clients and and also smaller clients? But how long does it take to develop real relationships with clients?
2: I think a lot of it has to do with how quick the client needs to pull the trigger. And if they need to pull the trigger quickly, I think that ABI does a great job of fostering trust in the beginning of the relationship. We don't want all business. We want the business that we really specialize in and that we're great at doing. But we just started working with a very large client, and it's taken two years to build the relationship. The trust was there, I think, early on, but you've also got to wait for the opening. I mean, the advertising business is not, I met someone, I really like their company, I'm going to fire my agency. It really takes the time of them having the opening. So it can take two months or it can take two years.
1: And when we talked last, I think you talked a lot about how, it's also a matter of confidence for yourself that you're really, even if it's the first no or the 10th no or the 100th no, or you're not going to do the HC record, but you can do this work. Right. It's a belief that you have to think that I can do this. I should be doing this, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there are some large companies that as soon as ABI was birthed, I said, I'm going after this and went after the work and found out that without a long track record, larger companies are hesitant to work with you. And so for our largest client at the time, DFW Airport, we started making postcards. And I thought... Oh, we're so much bigger than postcards. But postcards was the way that we were going to get in the door. And we just said, well, then we'll make the best doggone postcards that DFW has ever had. And we worked from there to being a consistent subcontractor to being a joint venture partner. And now we have been agency of record for over 10 years. And so it has been a true progression, but you have to know that you can do bigger and better. You have to believe that, but you also have to have the humility to say, I'm gonna start at the bottom just like everybody else. And I'm not gonna give up and they're gonna get excellence from me over and over again until this door opens wide up.
1: So your nomination said you were a developer and that uh, you've never been content to watch your skills grow without reaching out to others and making sure they're growing with you. Talk about where that comes from.
2: So funny first, I didn't know the term was developer. It was from taking a StrengthsFinder test. I knew that that was in me. I didn't know what to call it and StrengthsFinder helped me do that. But I see something in everyone I work with and I want to bring it out. I was raised in a really positive environment. No one had to fit a certain mold in our family, but whatever talent you had, whether it was musical or academic or cooking, our family insisted that, okay, go for it. And so when I see people I want them to leave me feeling like I'm inspired to do something. And that's not just in the work environment. That is just the way I lead my life. But certainly in the work environment, I want my team to say, she sees this talent in me that I've always known I had. And she encourages me and inspires me to really use it exponentially. And I think that's why ABI has such a great culture is because of that.
1: What are some skills that you didn't know that you were going to need 15 years ago when you started this company that you're using all the time? I got the sense from talking to the business development side of things, you may right. Thing.
2: I definitely did not know I was going to have to sell. And it took a couple of months before someone said, Nobody's going to knock on your door and say, Hi, do you need, I need advertising and sales support. So business development was definitely a skill that I didn't know I would need. I would also say that I didn't know I would need the discernment to know when it was time to let a client go. So there is learning that all business is not good business for you and where to concentrate your efforts. And when I started the company, it was let's do everything for everyone. And then you learn that you're a specialist in a specific area and that's when you can add the most value. There's a client that you're looking for. There's a client you perform well for. And so I also learned that there are times when you say, this is not good business for me. And that was not what I came into the business thinking.
1: Speaking of what you do well, uh, as I said in the intro, you all reach a diverse set of clients. You're multi ethnic, multi racial, uh, multilingual. And so people contract with you all to do that type of work. Right. Speaking of that, you were responsible for marketing the 2020 census in Dallas County. I would imagine that was when you pitched that job and, and got that job. COVID wasn't in the picture at that point. So you, you know. We're probably going to be going door to door. There's going to be a lot of human interaction. Talk about that process. What were you able to do in 2020?
2: You're absolutely right. COVID was not in the picture. And the census was unique because you have to reach the general market. Everybody who's got internet, those who don't, that live in all parts of the county, rich and poor. But it also demanded that The agency that was selected knew how to reach the hard to reach and the hard to reach included ethnic minorities, people who are undocumented, people who are lower income and people with children and general market messages don't resonate with unique target audiences often, and Dallas County was looking for an agency that could definitely handle general market, but could also reach the niche audience. The challenge came with COVID where, like you said, we thought we would be at the bazaars, we thought we'd be at the mall, we'd go door to door, we'd be at festivals. And COVID came and we were completely shut down from any face to face interaction, which is part of our company's bread and butter, because there's really no community in Dallas County that we can't go into and have connection to the community influencers and the leaders in that area. But we switched very quickly to an Internet based delivery of messaging, but also meeting the community, especially the disenfranchised community at places where they still had to go. So while the schools were closed, the lines to hand out food for school children were open. So that's where ABI was. While most people were in their homes, they were still going to Lowe's and Home Depot. So we were at Lowe's and Home Depot. So there are some unique gathering places that people still had to go to. Walmart, the grocery stores, the hardware stores, the schools to pick up food, to be at the clinics. And that's where we showed up. But we also were heavily online. And now you're talking about really tailored ads. They're Spanish language. They're made for millennials. They're made for grandparents. But that's where you really started seeing some of the magic of ABI, that we knew the not just the languages, but the nuance in the language that helps us connect. And the benefit for Dallas County was... We are part of the success story of Texas getting the only two congressional seats of every state in the nation. Texas was the only one to do that. And Dallas County ended up from the difference between 2010 is going to be over $200 million in what you would have expected the rate to be in 2020 based on 2010's return. So it was a huge, huge win for Dallas County in terms of return on investment with funding, but it also was a huge win in terms of Texas picking up two congressional seats. And it really speaks a lot to our ability to get the turnout that Texas was looking for.
1: Now, speaking of that, what are the biggest keys to a cohesive message when you are marketing multilingual?
2: I would say that the, the biggest thing for us is it has to start at the beginning so who's at our strategy table in the beginning our diverse minds so that we don't create a message and then tell another group go translate what we said use it for your audience it is a ghost to me of separate but equal so What we think is the best approach is to have diverse minds at the table from the beginning. Let's come up with a message that's gonna resonate for the audiences we know we have to reach. And let's make sure that the If it's clever, it's clever across the board. Or if it's clever in English, what's the clever way for us to say it in Spanish? Or what is the clever way for us to say it for the Vietnamese community? But we're looking for, and it doesn't have to be culture, it can be based on gender, it can be based on geography. We change messages if we're talking about a rural audience versus a very highly populated downtown audience. But we're looking for language That that group is going to say they get me. I think that's the most important thing is does the group walk away and say they get me? And do they want to repeat your message? Because if it's not repeatable by that certain segment, it doesn't have the word of mouth power that's going to help you carry the day and have the most market share.
1: You're counting on them to help you spread that to the community.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You can buy all the media that you want, but the most powerful marketing you can have out there is for someone to say, have you tried this? Do you know about this? And if you can give them your selling points in a way where they want to repeat it, that's magic.
0: ABI founder and president, Sophia Johnson, joining us in our next segment, she reveals What will change her industry when Texas Business Minds continues? This summer, Texas Mutual Insurance Company sent $330 million in dividends to policyholders across the state. It's our way of rewarding resilient businesses who never wavered in their commitment to working safe. More at TexasMutual.com. Continuing our conversation as ABI founder and president, Sophia Johnson, joins Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor, Rob Schneider.
1: What is something people aren't thinking about that will change your industry?
2: This is a real advantage for ABI, but I think it is disappointing for the industry as a whole. ABI is an intentionally diverse agency, and we believe that that is the agency of the future. If you really think about marketing and advertising to the global community, or to the diverse national community, local community, People from all walks of life need to be at the table. So having a homogeneous set of creatives decide what's going to be said to a really diverse mix of people, it misses the authenticity that you're looking for and the emotional connection, the value based connection that you're going to see from different segments of the audience. So. ABI is intentionally multi-generational. We have people from all geographies of the Metroplex to make sure that we don't have blinders on when it comes to the way a particular community, neighborhood, geography might think. We of course have male and female, and then we have, um, we're we're Asian, we're Hispanic, we're black, we're white. And that is by design because When a client comes to us, we don't want them to get 60% market share. We want them to get 90% market share. And that really, in our mind, requires that you actually understand not just the market as a whole, but you're able to make the most of segmenting, targeting, and positioning your message.
1: Like you said, uh, lived through this pandemic, you're now partially in the office. I assume you were 100% at one point. Um, What's going to be the biggest change about how you're conducting business post-pandemic versus the way you were doing it, say, February 2020, before the pandemic really was widespread in the United States?
2: I would say the big difference for us is our creatives are having more time to be focused on the two days we're out of the office. What happens in an agency is there is buzz happening constantly. A writer's coming to a designer, a designer's talking to somebody in traffic. There's a lot of its activity. Some of it is mayhem. And I think that what we're finding is collaborating three days a week and then actually letting our creative team members have that eight, 10 hours a day where they can hone in on what they're thinking has made a huge difference. It also works well for all of us that, that are on the administrative side to be really thoughtful with strategy, with media planning. So I think that's the biggest change is the ability to focus. And I think that's happening across the board, not just in the advertising industry. One other change, Rob, I would say is I'm looking forward to us getting back to client interaction face-to-face. There is something that is lost in not Moving beyond a Zoom call that goes over specific bullets that has an agenda, but really being able to hang out with your clients and understand the pressures they're facing and get underneath what's on the surface in terms of what's happening with their business. ABI is... I think um, uniquely focused on the business plan of our clients before we get to the marketing plan. And that's some of what happens in those conversations with clients is you start finding more about what's happening with business objectives and business goals and getting past that first layer of marketing objectives and marketing goals. So it is a change that right now we're more separated from the client face to face, but I'm looking forward to getting past that.
1: What are the things you learn from just being in front of people or, or getting to you know them better in person? What, what, how, how can you better do your job when you are when able to do that?
2: I think that it helps us understand more of their audience. Sometimes we just think the audience is the person who's buying the product. But the audience can also be your board members. It can be that you're having an internal problem with your employees that they may not even understand what's the power of the product. So when you're able to sit with the client and you find out what's the internal challenge, what's the challenge right above your head, what's happening at your board level, and then also what's happening with your customers, it helps us come up with smarter solutions and it helps us come up with specific solutions for We think this is going to work well for your employee base. They may not know about this. Use this internally. So we've done quite a bit of that with several of our clients where we've developed creative solutions that was not for the end user, but actually for the internal audience.
1: What opportunity for your company over the next year has you most excited?
2: I would say going back to the DNA of ABI, we're most excited about companies that are very forward thinking and are looking for an agency that is comprised of senior level creatives that come from diverse backgrounds that are looking for a Strategy that started with those minds at the table as opposed to got pinned on the back end and it's happening more and more. People are seeing ABI and going, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And they've had the model previously where they have a general market agency and then they have a Hispanic agency and then they have a woman owned agency that targets women and they have a black owned agency. And it, once again, is the separate but equal idea. And progressive companies, big progressive companies are saying that's a model that is outdated and we're looking for the same type of diversity from our agency that we have in our company, that we have in our leadership. And so that's what's exciting is that people are now pursuing us and seeing the power of it like the example of the census.
1: So speaking of that, how important is a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce to your company's success? And how are you going to keep that at the forefront coming out of the pandemic?
2: Rob, I don't think I would know how to do it any other way. way. I am first just um my mother's filipino my father's african-american so it is just how i was raised but when i think about communicating with a dallas a fort worth a texas a usa how can you do it with it how can you do it effectively without bringing diverse minds to the table Because you're trying to tap into someone's heart and mind when you make advertising. And how can you tap into their heart if your agency is homogeneous and they don't understand the experiences of a certain group? And especially if they don't understand the experience of lots of groups. And so we think it is the smartest way to do business And I think that the ad industry is just behind because you see it in a lot of other industries. Everybody's already decided that we definitely have to have millennials. We definitely need women. We definitely need black people, Hispanics, Filipino, Indian. And the ad agency is just now starting to say, oh, we're woke. We need that, too. We didn't need a movement to tell us that. It's just the way our company started.
1: Do you think that's more because the company has decided that? Or do you think it's because the clients are coming to them and saying, that's what we want?
2: I think it's a mix of things. I think that... Ad agencies are first focused on profit and they're seeing the that when you neglect that, that the company will go and find an agency that specializes in women. And so they go, dang. And then they go find someone that specializes in the Hispanic market and they go, dang, we could have had that money. So I think that first, it is a profit issue. I also think in the wake of The George Floyd protest, that there was so much attention about what was happening with diversity, that it's also the result of that. But the ad industry in general has been slowed to the table of how do we make sure we have diverse thought. And as I've mentioned to you, I think that for those that don't change, they're gonna find that they're trailing those agencies that make the move
1: finally, can you tell me something you were able to do during the pandemic personally that maybe you'd always wanted to do or had, uh, had not had time to do in a long time? What, what did you find yourself doing during the pandemic?
2: I will tell you that it's two parts. So I did something that I think everybody else did, which was a remodel. My whole kitchen completely remodeled. But I think there's a part B that a kitchen remodel demands, and that's cooking in it. And I was cooking like crazy every day. So that's been really fun for me, not only to cook every day for my family, which was nice to actually sit around a table, but to do it in a brand new kitchen was super cool.
1: Well, thanks for your time, Sophia. I really appreciate you uh, coming and talking with us. And congratulations on your Women in Business honor and congratulations on your company's success.
2: Well, I'm really grateful to Dallas Business Journal. You all are so good at supporting the different segments. You also get that there are different segments in the population, and you're so good about celebrating. Each of the segments and I appreciate that Dallas Business Journal takes the time to celebrate the local community and all of the effort we're putting out. You are the first paper that um, gets read around our office and probably the only one that everybody reads. So I really appreciate you all. And Rob, thank you for taking the time to interview me.
0: Absolutely. Sophia. Thanks a lot founder and president, Sophia Johnson, joining us. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals, and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.